0: Hello, this is Jordan Fricker, and this is Local Music Live, the recorded edition. It is a Tuesday, October evening. I am currently speaking to you from the past. Joining me from an undisclosed location are the founding members of Living Room for Small. We chat about this, and that, their upcoming album, and basically whatever else fell out of my mouth. Enjoy. Hello? Hey! Hey!
1: We go technology. Yeah, right. Sorry, I haven't used Zoom since a year ago.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, uh, hello, for small.
1: How's it going? Hello. Yeah, good. How are you? Good. Not too bad.
0: All right. Uh, can I get a roll call just so everyone knows who, you're t- who I'm talking to?
2: I'm Nate, and I am Owen.
0: Nice Thank to meet you, you guys. So, uh,
1: how you like Hi. the cooler weather? Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's good, yeah. It's very good. Yeah, it's, uh, it was hot for a little bit there.
0: good summer. I heard you guys were busy with shows.
1: Yeah, we had a, a decent amount of shows was for... Was that our first summer as a band? I think it was, yeah. yeah. The
2: first summer gigging, yeah. Yeah. Because we, we started writing and recording music last summer, but we couldn't really do anything.
0: Less. No, right? Like, yeah. it was out of your control, not a... not not the the best situation for live music
2: yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah this summer we've been going as hard as we possibly can which shows all over not just like waterloo we've been hitting toronto london sarnia um we've been trying to go everywhere (laughs)
0: oh that's that's awesome right hitting southwestern ontario
1: basically yeah guelph as well guelph yes um
0: yeah yeah. how cool I don't know, just to like start out late. Any like funny like, like, stories from the road? Like any snafus? You know, cars breaking down, alien abductions? You know, you know things of that
1: nature. Um, oh, I don't think we've had any like breaking down. I almost got locked out of uh, on the way back from London. I almost got locked out of my uh being able to fill up my car with gas from a gig. Oh no! <laughs> so that when was that? Uh, London? That was in London. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey it happens to the best of us right
2: oh yeah <laughs> i think if anything crazy happened
0: um, Well, honestly that's a good you know what it comes down to it, that's a good thing <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah um i think one of the craziest things was a. Uh, this isn't like that crazy but when we played uh, at the Elma combo in toronto we all got parking out front <laughs> yeah we managed to get the most prime parking in downtown toronto so
0: there you go that's the highlight of the tour
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, parking right up front. Beautiful.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, that's, that's when funny. you guys decide to go to the dark side and pursue music. When did that, Uh, you know, when, when did the inspiration you know, come to go, you know, I'm going to torture myself for the rest of my life?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, We've been in bands together. Um, We've been doing music for six years now. Like, it's been six, I've known you for six years. Yeah, I've known you for about six years, yeah. We've been kind of in bands, out of bands, pursuing different projects. Um, the living Room for Small, we kind of came together because we had this this kind of mutual uh, sound we were both trying to achieve at the time. And um,
1: I think it just clicked really well. We have been in other bands before, but. Yeah, and um, like I was in a band for at least two or three years and then it took a break for a little bit and then kind of rekindled my love for music and then uh we re- reconnected with nate and then um we just started producing out of um out of nate's house before i moved in to live with him yeah and uh it's kind of what i was doing at the time i was uh just kind
2: of like producing my own music and then uh yeah
0: yeah. So, so, like what is what, what is the sound of the living room for small? Like for the uninitiated, like what do you? Uh, what's your sound? How would you describe it?
1: I would describe it as like pop alternative stuff with like '80s inspired um, drum sounds and guitar sounds. Yeah. yeah. No, I gotta
0: I got say, I really like your guitar tone. It's clean yeah. as anything. It's
2: yeah, that's also
1: another thing that
2: kind of uh, what really made us click was we both appreciate the same bands and we both had this uh you know like we both love the 1975 uh the band Camino five seconds of summer you know just like this kind of mutual thing where we were like we love this kind of music and it just
1: came really naturally to us yeah like kind of Harry Styles, oh, yeah, Harry one, Styles Direction, yeah. one Direction is one of your biggest yeah One Direction today yeah um yeah just any kind of poppy alternative kind of bands are or what we jive with yeah. yeah
0: yeah cool so like what's your uh, what's your writing process like like how do how do the songs like form do you like start with lyrics do you start with music like what do you uh, what do you do
1: for the most part i would i would usually come up with uh, some kind of chorus idea whether it's like a, a hook on a guitar or if it's um I don't know, some keys in a loop or something like that. And then I'll get Nate to kind of hum over it. And then it kind of inspires me to write the rest of the song that way. Once there's a general idea of what the melody is, it kind of unlocks the rest of the song. Yeah, like when we wrote California, we
2: literally uh put an amp in my living room and you just started playing some chords and I was yeah. just singing through I was singing over it through a PA and that's how we got the initial chorus melody and that like da, 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 da. Mm. yeah and then uh, tease me we wrote acoustically yeah like uh tease me i was at work you know and send me this snapchat he's like what do you think of this <laughs> and it was like this really chill like acoustic um really sad kind of sounding riff yeah and uh, then i came home and you were playing it and then um i was like or maybe you were like what if we like kind of make it more like slappy and poppy yeah it's
1: kind of like the i kind of changed it from being very strummy to what's that justin Bieber song is it love yourself yeah mm-hmm. yeah Whereas it's just like very poppy mm-hmm. guitar yeah. so i was like why don't we just go full pop with this song
2: and then uh yeah like for me um i'm inspired by the riffs owen does and like certain lyrics like once i think of like like a line the rest of the song kind of happens like for tease me it was uh, who's laughing now for california it was like you know you make me shimmer so like once i have like a line that i like i can i kind of just write all the lyrics
3: around that song's
2: in and out of toronto while well, we've been gigging um we've been working at
1: uh a double car recordings out of toronto it's uh dan hosh he used to work at uh at katherine Cath- north studios and he's worked with like dallas green and city in color glorious suns so a couple of big mm-hmm. so yeah we've been working with him on the mixes for these songs and uh
2: yeah we're like um We're even remixing uh, California, Tease Me to kind of, because Talk, our last single, was the first song that we did with Dan. And uh, so now he's working with us on all the new songs, but he's also kind of revamping California and Tease Me to kind of bump it up a little bit you know we literally recorded those first two in my living room so <laughs> yeah.
1: they could probably use some help by a, a professional <laughs> i imagine we actually recorded talk first yeah we recorded talk first before and then we were planning to release california and talk at the same time but we realized that that wasn't a smart idea <laughs> yeah. and then uh yeah. talk was our third um, yeah the third single that we released it wasn't until this this past uh, February, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, we <laughs> thought it was very fitting. <laughs> yeah,
2: released a really sad love song on Valentine's Day. But yeah, the album has what like seven, eight songs. Yeah, seven, eight songs. Yeah. We're really excited on this album because it, it's we've we've kind of like we wrote it without really knowing over the course of like pretty much the entire time we couldn't gig. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but it was kind of like we just wrote what we were feeling at the time. So for me, listening to the album, it all, like, makes sense and flows. But it's, like, every song is, like, it's almost like a snapshot of, like, where we were throughout that year. So it's, like, all the songs, they sound like us, but they're all, like, very different. There's, like, uh, pop songs on it. There's more rock songs. There's, like, a slow ballad on it. It's it's really cool. I'm really excited to get it out. Super dynamic. Yeah.
3: Do you have
1: an idea of when it's coming out? Before the end of this year, yeah, definitely. we're planning. Yeah,
0: just out of curiosity, how did the studio change your like songwriting? Like, did that? Uh, like, have you worked in studios much before this?
2: I have never. No, no? I've been self-produced my entire time <laughs> as a musician. So going into that kind of
1: setting was was definitely intense. But you've been in a studio before, yeah. Studio writing is is definitely a uh, different ballpark. It, it's, it's good and bad in some ways, just because you, you feel like you only have a certain amount of time to flush out ideas. But at the same time, it also inspires you when you go into the studio that you may not do on your own time. Um, for, for the batch of songs that we've done, we, we record everything in-house, like, um, and then we took everything that we recorded and handed it off to Dan to mix. So we actually didn't do any studio recording for this album. But I think for our next, the next project, it would be good to actually get into a studio and record some stuff professionally and try out um, different techniques and stuff like that. See what it sounds like, the difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you think, uh, do you think your sounds like evolved just from kind of like getting more of like the recording studio kind of stuff down? Like, do you think you've changed your approach at all?
1: Well, hearing it in a studio where you have someone mixing it and kind of... Because sometimes when you're self-producing, you're, you you want to add so many layers and sometimes it can get congested. Yeah, that's one thing
2: that we learned because we went to Toronto to mix Talk, our last single. And, um, you know, when you're recording and you're in your own house and you're just like, you're so into the song... You're just like, I'm gonna put this on it, I'm gonna put that on it, and you start sacking it up. And then you give it to like an actual like like mix engineer, and they're like, dude, this is way too much. <laughs> so that yeah, that first initial uh uh sit down to mix talk, we definitely learned a lot from it. Cause one of the last songs we wrote for this album is like the most stripped back thing ever. It's yeah. got like two guitars on it. Yeah a bass, drums, vocals. It's like comparatively to like talk and even California, it's like it's
1: crazy how how like little things is on it. Yeah. You can go full crazy in a in a session where you have like 90 tracks or something like that. <laughs> or you go the, the the more band, true to being a band, like you have five instruments with some like backup vocals, main vocals, and then kind of keep it stripped like that. Or you can go the full mile and just keep adding stuff which can be really good and bad
0: just like, like like i mentioned I, I love your guitar tones so like what's uh what's your equipment what's in your arsenal
1: uh I use a a roll a kind of a, it's an older style amp it's a roll jazz chorus um which are very popular in the eighties but they they give that kind of chimey, chorusy clean sound um and then you plug like a Fender Stratocaster into that, or uh, anything with a, a single coil just sounds amazing through those. Um, but that's the main amp I use live and like to record stuff too. Um, there's not much other than that, other than like a lot of reverb and... Um, reverb. Yeah. Reverb. <laughs> yeah. Some uh, compression. Yeah, just to make it kind of very uh kind of funky riffs mixed with a lot of ambient riffs as well. Yeah, that's kind of where I go to is very ambient.
2: Yeah, it's funny because the the guitars in California, they were tracked through like a head. Yeah. So we did like a direct head into my laptop and it was like there was no cab, so it was literally just like the raw sound of of the fender what is it is it a supersonic it's a supersonic head yeah. yeah and then we ran that through like a like a guitar cab simulator yeah in garage band <laughs> yeah so like without the cab simulator on it when you mute that plug in it's it's it's, it's really it's, bad yeah it's a crazy sound <laughs> <I'm> so
3: weird <laughs> time, Can't seem to reach you, but I see you through my lovely eyes. I'm trying to call you up, but you. Maybe it's out of my hands. From here on outside I am Maybe I've maybe, maybe it's not too late. Can you? So
1: Yeah, same with me. Um, There's nothing like, there's nothing like playing music to the people that want to hear it and are into your music as well. Like there has been a couple shows where it's been unexpected where people actually know the songs and they'll kind of reciprocate with you when you're playing live. Yeah, like tease me and really goes off.
2: And also while we were writing, we were like kind of we were writing during COVID, so there was no chance of us playing these live for a while. Yeah, But we still kind of wrote them to be live. Like the songs have a lot of like, um, like natural live crowd interaction moments. Like in California, there's like that several days part where like the song stops, like several days. We kind of wrote that with like, just sitting in the living room, like, Oh, I can't wait for like a crowd to, to <laughs> sing this back. Or like, and um, so like, Adapting these songs to a live setting came really naturally because that's kind of how we wrote them was like To play them live and to And to hear people sing along
1: Which is super cool that people have for some shows The biggest thing to in my writing um, Is you want to create moments in a song Where someone's like oh I, I love that part in that song for this like For this section yeah. um, That's what I like in music when I'm listening to it Other than like outside of our band so that's why I like creating stuff like that, whether it's a pause or um, just something minimal that gets people's attention, goes a long way than just having the same thing like through the whole three to five minutes in a song. Uh,
0: so where, where was the uh, first place he performed locally?
1: Locally would have been uh, Toronto, right? Cherry Cola? The first place he played was in Toronto cherry cola as a band yeah, yeah. Our, our first show
2: was in a backyard <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there was a uh, this like friends and family thing where we we set up like a, a little stage because we had booked our show at cherry cola in toronto but we were like we've never played live as a band before <laughs> we should probably like have an icebreaker in front of people who won't care if we suck. <laughs> <laughs> so we did this like backyard show, which was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. played for like two hours. And then we said,
1: okay, now let's go play Toronto, I guess. The first live show in Waterloo and Kitchener was, um, uh, I'm trying to remember now, but I think it was at Revive. Revive, yeah. Was it Revive or was it, when did we do Maxwell the first time? It was, I think it was after that. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Yeah. We recently played with another band from London called uh, Lost in Japan. they sick. And they... Uh, and Excuse Me from Guelph. Like, they're two really, really oh, good bands. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but we played a show that was... It was postponed, like, four times because it was supposed to happen last year. But it happened in the summer of this year, finally. But that was the... I think that was the second time we played maxwell's was that yeah because we did
2: like an indie night right, right before yeah, that yeah. and then uh yeah and then we got lost in Japan. yeah um which is sick those guys are awesome every band that we have played with and like opened for or like whatever they've all been they've all been super super cool and we played with some like very random genre bands <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Everyone does, I guess, when they yeah Kind of get on bills. Like we did this one show in Kitchener at Short Finger Brewing, which was super cool. Um, we opened for uh, Bad Look and KVNE, and Bad Luck just played uh, Massey Hall, didn't he? Like yeah, like just recently. Yeah, yeah. sweet. But like it's like this kind of like hardcore EDM stuff.
3: Oh, and, cool
2: and they asked us to play with them and we were like cool so we opened the night and um i guess it went well cuz then they just like kept bringing us on that tour like we went to hamilton and um then, and then back at revive in kishwaukee and then we played our hometown yeah so like we did like 3 nights in a row with them just because shortfinger was so much fun but yeah. like those guys are awesome
0: no that's fun. cool that's cool I check them out yeah all right, right, well, we're going to kind of like in the final stretches of this. You know, where can yeah. listeners find you?
1: On right, Instagram? Uh, pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. uh, are on Spotify, we're really hard to find on
2: youtube (laughs) if you type in living room for small on youtube oh my god
0: you get a lot of decor stuff i've noticed there's a lot of feng shui and it's like okay all right that's what i'm looking for right now it's
2: a lot yeah it's a lot of like yeah small living room decor (laughs) (laughs) but i find you get the most success if you look up living room for small california yeah because then the Vivo video pops up, and then you can go to all of our other stuff. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, in- we're pretty easy to find. Just living room for small. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, uh, where uh, where can we see your next show? Where and when can we see your next show?
1: We're playing in uh, London at Pallisade Social Bowl, to Bowling Alley, on the seventh of October. Mm-hmm. and then we're also them are playing at maxwell's on the 15th of october and we're directly supporting uh mono whales from toronto it's super cool i'm so pumped to meet them yes yeah, it's yeah that'll
0: be cool they're, they're they're good i like them
1: yeah. yeah they're they're very they're breaking out of the scene right now and like they wanted juno this year and they're doing really well for themselves so to be able to open for them is a it's a huge privilege right now yeah
2: they're really yeah they're really cool people i'm excited to meet them hmm
1: yeah no that's awesome and
2: then tickets
3: oh,
1: right. are available for
2: that show too for the 15th yeah if you go to our instagram it's uh the link in our bio takes you to our link tree and the top link is the maxwell's tickets they are on sale now cool cool <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> good plug good plug right
0: <laughs> okay, okay well uh my free zoom thing's kind of wrapping up here so uh thank you for coming by this is a lot of fun i've been really looking forward to it Uh, when the album comes out I hope you come back and you know do local music live again
2: absolutely he loves it yeah we're gonna keep it going
0: all right right. you guys have a great night thank you so much
1: thank Thank you. you you have a good one too thanks for having us bye bye
0: I'd like to sincerely thank my guests Nate and Owen from Living Room for Small for joining me tonight and hope all the best in their upcoming endeavors and I hope all the best in your upcoming endeavors. This has been Jordan Fricker. I'm signing off.